0: Assalamu alaikum, welcome to the Gaps podcast, the Shifting Tech series. We have uh, five of us on today, but unfortunately Zainab can't join us. But instead, we have Zahir stepping in. Well, he weren't a step in, but we've got him on for a specific reason. And of course, if you've listened, uh, if you've been following the podcast since its inception, you will know who he is and what he does. And you can probably guess why we've got him on. Uh, so, guys, just a quick roundtable. Um, is it you were racing last night? How was that?
1: Yeah, I was. I was uh, quite quite late, about 9, 9 p.m uh start time uh it was a night criterium um uh, was a two-hour drive to the event race and i got away for the prize giving ceremony and then a two-hour drive back so i reached over at about 3 a.m so, <laughs> so uh i felt a bit jet-lagged so but anyway um alhamdulillah uh so it was like a uh, it was a men open category they call it here so uh we don't have like a how do I say cat cat one or yeah, cat yeah, A, yeah. cat yeah. or whatever here? This is go by age category. Okay. So men open is they they call it here, so this is age twenty-five to thirty-four. Um okay. can come in and join. Uh, Alhamdulillah um got third for the for the criteria. Oh, um yeah, legs were there, fitness was there, but it was just like it was like a straight offer. Uh, quite a technical turn and then you got a sprint and 150 meters to the finishing line it's basically Brilliant. whoever comes in the corner uh, first or yeah, to the corner, yeah, yeah. yeah and then yeah so I was, uh, I was a bit lost there so i was like six wheel back uh but yeah but managed to sprint and got got third uh there was one guy uh on the brake uh, in front um that so was that. second in um, the sprint then is it no, I got a third I got a second in the sprint, that's right. No, yeah, nice, oh, brilliant. All right, good yeah. on you.
0: Right. Uh Tarek, over. Yeah, go on. Yeah, sweet. Tarek, over to you. Um, back on the bike. Uh, how's it? How's that going?
2: Yeah, good. Yes, I've been getting back out on the road. Uh, Done a few uh,
0: longer rides as well.
2: Uh, been travelling as well. So I'm finally home now for the next um month anyway. So I'm looking sure. forward to um training in the next week and then, inshallah, during Ramadan as well
3: right and touch hey um yeah so i've been i've been getting back into not the riding from riding for pleasure more riding for commuting now riding for work yeah, yeah. um so i've been doing a bit more of that now that the weather's kind of um, um got a lot better <laughs> yeah. has it though has it <laughs> Well, now and again, so I can pick and choose <laughs> the days I commute. Anyway, so in that sense, uh, I only pick the good days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, so for me, at least, yeah. Now, now it's a bit more favourable on the good days. Uh, Temperature is not too bad, um, and obviously, um, you know, it's, it's become less snowy and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, build a bit back, build my fitness bit back up now um, by riding to a bit of work um and also doing a bit more bike maintenance so i've, uh, I've started rewiring my uh, tt bike and i can tell you that it's internal cabling for mechanicals is a pain oh my god um but yeah i, I think i've left it's been, three, it's been three days now and i've just left it because i couldn't be bothered now so uh, what groups are you running on there i've got uh the Tegra mechanical
0: uh, okay what what bike is it because you, you you've quite you've been tight-lipped on it
3: i've been tight-lipped on it because i haven't actually I, I haven't like fully built it like a, like i it to so uh, all oh. i can say is a bit spanish yeah oh uh, okay <laughs> uh but yeah so that that's in the works as well but um yeah so i'll be i'll be i'll be reworking my bikes uh with a few new parts so my original cad 12 uh, i've started putting uh, on uh, the not handlebars as well the aero handlebars oh yeah so I've been uh, I've been yeah making adjustments to that and figuring. Is things.
0: it going to go fully
3: integrated? You can't do it fully integrated. Anymore. You can't yeah because it's got rim brakes. You can't fully you know integrate okay, everything. Yeah. Uh, but it does have you know majority of integrated. So for example, yeah. the front brake obviously can't go, uh, but the rear brake does. Um, but the rest of the bike is uh, Shram ETap. So there's no wires to go anywhere anyway. Oh, so nice. so yeah, it, it will be as integrated as it could be. But yeah, yeah
0: brilliant, brilliant, and uh, finally, Zahir, over to you what's going on in your cycling world
4: yeah salam janaid hi everyone i'm in in esteemed company so thank you for having me on um yeah uh would you just like a general update as to what i've been yeah sure myself busy with yeah. yeah um so yeah riding for i guess recreational purposes um uh has been kind of the order of the month really um i've recently uh bought a frame from Rivendell Bicycle Works as like an early 36th birthday present to myself so i've been um nice. i've been busy building that up basically it's a steel uh it's what they refer to as a hilly bike which is basically oh, okay. uh, an all-terrain uh, an all-terrain bike or a mountain bike to use common parlance but yeah so I've, I've really enjoyed building that up i've uh fitted my first derailleur which was cool i've only ever set up single speed bikes before but actually it wasn't as difficult as i was um initially expecting probably because i've set it up um eight eight speed friction uh for those of you born in the pre-indexing mm. era <laughs> that might mean something but um i've used like uh yeah a friction shifter and stuff and it's uh surprisingly actually really easy to use i was expecting because for those who don't know i guess who, for those who may be listening I index shifting basically means that whenever you hear a click on your shifter and is will obviously be able to explain this better than I can, but it effectively accords to then one shift in your gear. So you can't really go wrong effectively, but friction shifting, there is no such, um, there's no such like mechanism. So you have to do it by feel. And what that often means is you have to reduce your pedal cadence, or you have to not mash basically when you're shifting, um, But that's been quite nice to learn something tactile and something new. Um, So, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. And the bike rides really, really nice. So I've been loving that.
0: That's brilliant. So is it a question for you then? Is that shifting Mm. similar to the TT shifting then? Mechanical TT shifting? Because they don't have clicks. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. All right. Sweet. So Mm. it's actually a nice mechanism. Um, But, yeah, anyway. um, So, Zahir, uh, we've got you on um, because... This month is almost monopolized by what you've created, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> uh, in in the cycling sense, That's of bad. course. In,
1: in yeah. the Islamic
0: sense, and yeah. there's different uh, different things going on. But uh, fasted five hundred. Um, without without going into too much detail, we've done mm. well two two podcasts on it already, mm. and uh, of course it's a well known challenge now. Uh, break it down, and uh, what what prizes are for
4: grabs this year? yeah thanks Junaid. yeah and thanks for i guess being a kind of a day one supporter and giving us the um the space uh, in which to get our message out to a wider audience and i guess yeah just to, as as Junaid alluded to the fasted 500 uh, it's it's not it's not a fard <laughs> it, it's not a wajib so um for those who <laughs> yeah. are thinking of embarking on it um Perhaps uh yeah, let's not lose sight of uh, uh Ramadan uh in its entirety. Bicycles are obviously they form an important part of our lives. For some of us here, they pay the mortgage. For some of us, it's just a recreational activity, but they are at the end of the day, bikes, right? So um when it comes to Ramadan, um Allah refers to these days as being limited in number, right? So um give bikes their due by all means, but focus on the bigger picture right of the month as well it's probably mm-hmm. a good a good reminder for me and everybody else yeah, um yeah. so yeah the, the the fasted 500 is um uh, it's originally inspired by rafa's festive 500 which which as most of us know um is their annual challenge it's been going for more than a decade now and it basically requires cyclists to if they want to do so to cycle 500 kilometers between uh christmas eve and new year's eve so that's about eight days so about 65 kilometers a day. Now that's great and it's a good challenge even for those of us who have got lots of miles under our belt but typically it's not a great entry point for um, recreational cyclists or those who are just getting into it for example. Um, So my thinking behind the, the Fasted 500 is Ramadan is typically a time where many Muslim communities almost go into hibernation mode <laughs> during the month, mm-hmm. where we I mean, almost feel yeah. as if that because we're fasting, uh, we can't move and we have to limit our activity for fear of fainting and things like that. But actually, you know, Allah's created us very resilient. Most of us yeah. who are in good health can um, do lots of things whilst fasting. Um so my aim was, let's create a more inclusive challenge where Muslims who observe Ramadan can aim to cycle for 500, uh, 500 kilometers over a period of, say, 29 or 30 days. It doesn't mean you have to cycle during the day. If you prefer to ride your bike to Tarawi, for example, after having iftar, and you want to get your miles in that way, that's that's equally cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's and, and also, the aim was to, I guess, to showcase um uh muslims who cycle for leisure and recreational purposes as much as those who um are at the pointy end of races for example so it's it, the aim was it for it to be like an inclusive third space community if you will like outside of say the confines of the masjid a place an online place where people can go they are they see stories shared by like-minded muslims and yeah they can inculcate friendships and foster goodwill and mm-hmm. People from different parts of the world can get to see how other Muslims celebrate Ramadan for example yeah, yeah. um so it's in its third <laughs> year now uh which is really fun um and in terms of uh sponsorship um this year we've got um Rafa on board Rafa UK again, nice. um yeah so they, sp- they also sponsored last year so this year they've um uh, their prize will be 250 pounds worth of vouchers for um for one of our winners to spend online uh, on any items
0: of their choosing, which is pretty cool, actually, because it gives us... Did did you mention (laughs) I was... A supporter from day one <clears throat> just saying
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's right i furtively handing you some money a brother
1: up <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely so
4: yeah rapper rapper yeah. have come on board with 250 pounds which is so nice Love because yeah, yeah. like they haven't specified last year it was shoes which is cool because uh, most people have feet um but this year like i was speaking with jess morgan um who who is the interface for the brand uh, with myself and she suggested yeah vouchers are good because people can choose to spend it however they want to whether it's Mm -hmm. lifestyle stuff whether it's like gravel or adventure type stuff or whether it's roadie so i thought that was really cool and i'm thinking we're thinking this year actually to offer that as the prize for our most inspirational cyclist competition so the reason we like doing that is because it allows people to celebrate their friends and their community members Mm. yeah um Um, So we're going to launch that during Ramadan. So that would be a nice, wholesome prize for you to nominate and get nominated, inshallah. Um, The second sponsor we have on board is WizardWorks. So WizardWorks have been a day one sponsor from three years ago. They are it's a a London owned uh, handmade bicycle bag company, basically. So they do off the back of the bike packing scene, which has really taken off like globally and especially in the UK, they do. So Harry and V are the co-owners um, of Wizard Works. They hand make their bags out of uh, like sustainable materials. They've got a uh, studio in London in which they do that. It's quite nice to see kind of a UK based manufacturer, which is really cool. Um they do lots of bags for your bike. So they do like saddle bags and handlebar bags and top tube bags, for example. But this, is their prize that they're offering this year is a, is what they call a mini Shazam, which is their name for a uh, handlebar bag, it, it, which also doubles up as a saddle bag if you've got saddle loops or a brook saddle, for example. Okay. Um, it retails for like 200 pounds. Wow. Um, but the cool thing is, is I've posted them a couple of our roundels. So they're going to be stitching that on professionally and they're going it's going to be a really nice colorway which complements like the pastel shades of the roundel which would be quite nice so that's going to be for the prize for our our um most creative strava art competition so (laughs) we thought that was a nice thing to do because it encourages people kind of to get out to view their ride in maybe a slightly different way and it also works well for muslims who live in quite urban areas so in the uk in particular. uh, Muslims tend to live in uh, oftentimes quite densely populated urban areas, London, Birmingham, Leicester, for example, whereby oh. like the infrastructure lends itself quite well to the Strava art concept. Um, so last year we had Cycle Sisters member Artica win the uh, competition. Um, she drew, a, 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 I guess, a rudimentary uh outline of Palestine which was really really well done it's Um, gonna be hard to top that oh it's gonna be hard yeah (laughs) Yeah, good luck luck to whoever wants to do that um so yeah that's our prize and then the third prize actually which we've not unveiled so this is a world first exclusive right it may out may even be out in the in the times or hopefully not the daily mail (laughs) tomorrow morning but um so Evolve Cycling Group Ah, which is the cycling group for for Muslim, Muslim women I think they're based out of Harrow Anyway, they really kindly approached us and said, look, um, uh, we'd love to provide some sort of sponsorship for this year. And I think that goes really far in saying, look how collaborative Muslims tend to be like such a nice like thing to receive Mm -hmm. an unsolicited message from them. And so what we've what we've agreed is actually we're going to do a community champion award whereby we celebrate those people who are often doing the unglamorous work behind the scenes, you know, for example, at Bob Cycling Club or at Riders of Charm or at Evolve or at Cycle Sisters, who do lots of stuff to foster these amazing communities out of which people foster really like great lifelong friendships. But sometimes their work really goes behind the radar. Um, so we want to do a, a yeah Community Champion Award. Again, we'll be launching that during Ramadan for people to nominate um, their friends or their club members and the prize for that will be a a Darcy style afternoon tea for two which will be really which is a, which is really nice Brilliant. And then, i mean everybody needs to eat right so i think that's a really universal prize that everybody can also get behind so yeah thank you to those three sponsors um and yeah check out our website for frequently asked questions and connect with us on instagram for all the latest goings on really
0: yeah oh brilliant that's 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 a nice touch i like that all free, mm. in fact, mm. good and under
1: yeah, So yeah uh, uh, the, the past at five hundred is uh, it's a thing here in Malaysia as well I think yeah. people are talking about it
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing. Yeah.
4: last year in particular, during uh, Ramadan, I wouldn't say it quite went viral in in Malaysia, but I had loads and loads of we had loads and loads of followers from that region, Malaysia and Indo- Indonesia. and
1: oh yeah, for sure.
4: Like, you guys really know social media, so I, we'd wake up every morning and check that, and I'd be, like, loaded with, like, notifications of tags and stuff. It's really sweet. Like, it's it's great to show that, like, oftentimes in the West, we can get into the habit of thinking that it's just us. Tunnel vision. Actually, yeah. Right? Tunnel yeah. vision. Yeah. And I don't know, That's like right. a sense of like ingrained superiority complex. I don't know what it is, but, but right. I, there, is a, there is a world out there and it's there are amazing. Reasons. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's great yeah. You're right. There's an amazing uh, world out there and yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome to witness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and like, I, think... I guess like over here in the, in the, like um, Southeast Asian or Asian people in general, we're, we're very, we seek recognition. So I guess, I don't know, something about our culture or something is that when people, things like, you know, like, why here buy, like, luxurious bikes, right? Like, I'm, I wasn't in Australia. I keep mentioning these guys. Like, I was in Australia. I've never seen a bastion. And when I come to uh, a, yeah, Malaysia, yeah. I've seen that like, every other day. <laughs> like... Yeah. So it's like the mm. the the need to be recognized or something, and then mm. so that's like that's why they're posting on Instagrams and tagging these people, tagging that people, mm. and then tagging you as Especially now that Ramadan uh, is coming, so yeah, uh, hopefully it's uh it, it explodes this year <laughs> in, sure. in league, at least.
4: Yeah, that's a really fascinating like observation, though. I I I agree to a certain extent. Like, yeah, I wonder if they I mean, obviously, we like bikes because they're our thing and there are hobbies. But I guess what draws new entrants into the market to the most expensive and most luxurious model, right? Like, what draws that? Mm, yeah. I think, Junaid, when we previously met one time, you'd just mentioned in passing that that's something, that's a trend that you're seeing a lot of is that um, new people who have perhaps not cycled in clubs before or who aren't that conversant with it wanting to enter into it and feeling as if all compelled to like having to spend thousands of pounds on the latest kit
0: yeah it's true it's Mm -hmm. uh but then again um if if you've got a friend coming in Mm -hmm. you i don't know there's there's that advice right buy cheap see if you get into it but there's also that advice right just buy the best thing you can at the time because then it saves you having to buy twice in a sense as well. So I don't know. It's it's it's, it's a tough one. And mm. but then again, is uh, it's talking about people who skip all those steps and just go for the best one? <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, but quickly. You know what's
1: we'll... the funny but funny part about that? They always say, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna like put everything to the max so I don't have to upgrade later. And then three months down the road, they buy another bike. <laughs>
3: it's on the best one every year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, yeah. One year, I'm gonna buy the best one of this year, and then the next year, new stuff comes out, right? The old new stuff comes out. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> it's paying, paying your wages,
0: does. so don't bash them right. too much. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Right. Let's let's bring it back for a sec. So just uh going around the table again. Um, just one advice for Ramzan and riding in it. I guess. Um, it, to be honest, it doesn't even have to be uh, riding related, but just uh one tip from. Each of us, something perhaps we want to uh, follow for ourselves as well. So, Tariq, over to you.
2: Yeah, so it's been an interesting journey for me during Ramadan. So I spoke to Zahir offline about this. Um, So last year, I think I mentioned in a couple of pods before, I used a continuous glucose monitor just to see how I felt during Ramadan and actually what the body was doing. Um, And I think the thing I learned... And I encourage people and they then did it and they also felt the same. Actually, there's a a big benefit to actually doing some exercise, whether it's cycling or something else. But actually, one mm. of the things I think we don't do enough of uh, as a community is that we think as soon as Ramadan comes, we should shut off any physical exercise and that's it. And actually, what I've learned myself through personal experience and through the data and through other people's experiences actually doing some exercise, continuing something on a daily basis. Um, like our our faith says, be consistent in everything. Um, it doesn't mean that need to spend hours and hours on a bike or mm-hmm. running or walking, That's right. but actually I found it actually helps me in my prayers in the evening. It actually helps me focus. Mm-hmm. And actually some of the things I put it down to, and I was speaking to a nutritionist about this the other day, was actually when you do some exercise, your body then kind of wakes up it injects a bit more glucose into your system so you actually feel more active so i've gone from having sometimes headaches towards the end of the day which often people think well, it's just water but actually I've, I've been eating and drinking the same things but the difference has been i go up for i go out for a ride for 40 45 some minutes 2 hours so before iftar rather than just before iftar I'm much more alert in my prayers in the evening when I go to the masjid um, I'm much happier, um, uh, and interestingly, I don't get any headaches. So I think sometimes when people feel tired, it's just because their body's just starting to shut down a little bit. And actually, just giving it a bit of exercise will do your whole lot of good. So yeah. that's my tip: get on your bike, walk, do whatever you need to do, but don't think just because it's Ramadan we should stop exercising.
0: Yeah. That's super interesting. Interesting. Um, Taj, over to you.
3: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the valid points by Tariq, actually. Um, I I feel that, yeah, um, as, as, as you know, first few days of Ramadan, you're kind of adjusting to the new flow. You adjust to kind of, you know, the new diet that you're having. So first few days generally tend to be a bit harder. Uh, but as the days progress and you start settling in, Um, you start feeling a bit more like yourself and the things that you used to rely on to like wake you up or get you through the day, let's say your morning coffee or your morning run, for example, you know, these things become less less and less, you know, uh, affecting of your day to day life. Um, But what I find is um, I still need some kind of physical activity to like at least keep my metabolism going, uh, at least like keep my blood flow going and give me a bit more energy towards the rest of the day um so i think uh last ramadan i think uh, a few of the bobs we used to kind of ride uh, pretty much straight after work around 5 5 30 do a do a, do a short loop around epping or do like a morton loop for, for those who are feeling you know a bit more energetic uh, and by the end of that you know would be some of us would always, always like take it hard as well so it wouldn't be like an easy ride sometimes so it would be it'd be, it'd be a struggle sometimes um, but at the end of the day, we will still feel very strong. It wouldn't feel like we've lost, lost much uh, energy or lost, you know, a lot of performance. But uh, it does. At the end of the end of the day, it feels you know, like, you know, that you've energised yourself a bit more and you're kind of still awake uh, and not like, you know, very slashed over as soon as you have your iftar and, you know, break your fast and go for prayers, etc. So um, it does it does add a bit more um, uh, quality to your day, I'd say. Yeah. And over to you, is it?
1: okay so um uh cycling related wise um on like a like a performance side of things like um just just i guess just lower down the expectations i guess like don't don't go in and thinking you're going to gain any fitness or you're going to learn to burn more fat or whatever just just lower down your expectations you know so because like just like if the expectation is too high you don't get it you get frustration and you get stressed out so just just like for me, like expect that your fitness is gonna go uh go down, or the highest you could aim for is probably to maintain whatever you've built uh before Ramadan. But I guess it's it's just about not gaining fitness, but just trying to stay in shape, trying to stay healthy, trying to I guess uh, be active. Um, and then all the benefits is whatever Taj and Tariq have mentioned will come along. So yeah, just just don't um don't aim um too much you know just just if you can just maintain it's good if it's but but just just Uh, how do I say it just have just bear in mind that your, your fitness will drop okay your fitness will drop a little bit and then and then you have eat and then it's going to drop a little bit more you probably gain a little bit more weight so. <laughs> and then yeah just just yeah just just go with the flow don't stress you know don't put uh in, don't aim too high um yeah just 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 enjoy Ramadan as it is enjoy riding as it is and then yeah, uh we'll see on the other side.
0: Sure, and Zaha.
1: Yeah, I
4: think the really good tips from everybody else, really. Definite. Um yeah, I would maybe suggest that um
1: everyone joins Fast 500
4: Everyone join, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we I maybe, like that about uh, Zahe, he doesn't push it that much. <laughs> I think um like yeah, just be mindful, like um I guess what your aims are for the month and um when it comes to iftar and suhoor like um obviously having fasted for the whole of the day it can be quite easy to have second and third helpings of such and such and if that's what you're cool if that's what you're cool with and that's fine but you know there is wisdom in like the prophetic like sunnah of leaving like oftentimes i find you know often we sometimes hear the hadith where people say oh you should have a third for food a third of water and Uh, a third for air actually like i often tend to hear it and i often tend to realize that there's actually a beginning of that hadith which people tend to skip and (laughs) and that (laughs) beginning goes like like people the son of adam should eat enough to keep his back straight right so that you have vitality to do what you need to do during the day however right. if he must then like have a third for food a third for water and a third for air so that actually the starting position is like less than that the starting position is um especially in today's day and age where like we're never more than 10 meters away from like a fast food outlet it like the starting position oh, yeah. is, is very different um yeah so i just think yeah i without meaning to sound like an utter killjoy <laughs> like Ramadan, you could enjoy your samosas don't get me wrong but just like have a think about whether a third helping is like definitely needed basically yeah so
0: you, you kind of stole my my advice my, well it's more advice for myself really it's like the uh, less cycling related more health related it's a case of you know just um giving up things like fizzy drinks um that's probably one of the worst things you can do to yourself after a long fast have a fizzy drink stuff like that uh staying off the fried food as much as possible i know it's going to be impossible to do that for the whole month but as much as possible just you know instead of having four samosas have like one or two max if it's there that is um try to plan so it's not there in the first place but obviously there are things like dawats and whatnot where whereby you you have to go down that path but yeah it's just a case of um just focusing on your health a touch more uh which then allows you to worship a bit more as well um and it's just uh quickly realizing as I get older um everything is linked from what you eat to what you do to how you what you watch on Instagram and on youtube and whatnot it's all mm-hmm. it's all a full circle so just feeding yourself the right stuff so you can do the right stuff and uh that's that's where that's my hopes and aims i guess um yeah that's uh the Fasted 500 wrapped up it then inshallah and uh we'll move on to the rest of the podcast um lots of um lots of news lots of new releases uh, from the cycling world um lots of group sets and there's a a bunch from shimano uh, you could argue it's one group set, um, or you could argue it's like four or five. Um, and there's obviously the new SRAM form, uh, SRAM Force Release ETap second generation. And there was also um, probably uh, the worst kept secret in the bicycle industry of uh, the Cannondale Super Six, new Cannondale Super Six, which we've touched on. But now we've got the real figures and all of that, so we'll touch on that, inshallah. Uh, we'll start with then the Shimano Q's. Uh, hands up if you know what it stands for. Okay, no one's got up their hands. Oh, Zahir knows. Ah. Yeah, gone. On, gone. On.
4: Is it creating unique experiences or something like that? Yes. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. That's the it. most yeah. cringe, cringe word or uh, I don't know uh, title I've ever heard in the cycling industry. It's, it's, very, very, it's very
3: Asian, isn't it? It's like
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. So um who, who wants to break it down What what is this new shimano Qs? because effectively it can and probably will be the biggest release in the cycling world going forward in, from a uh manufacturer of group sets because it i would say six out of ten bikes are <laughs> likely to have this uh on their bike going forward um why is it such a big mm. thing is it? Uh, You probably have the manuals and all the rest of it, the inside scoop on on it all. So, yeah, go and break it down.
1: Oh Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually had to rerun. I just redid the course uh, a couple hours beforehand because it's not my area of day-to-day doing, but um, yeah, we just kind of have to do it as part of um, Chimano Technician. Um, I guess it's a certified Chimano Technician, so we had to go and uh, do it. So, um, creating unique experiences um so it's basically replacing as uh what we've talked beforehand um in our group chat um it's basically replacing your altus alivio and a and there's uh potentially on the road group set so basically replacing your tiagra sora and claris um so all it's 9 10 and 11 feet basically share the same thing um but the shifter, right? Um, so uh, the shifter, they'll have a, like a, I, I believe, so I don't know yet because it hasn't been released whether in our sort of um the, the technician training or whatever, it hasn't been released whether it will have a different shifter, but I assume that's going to be the case. So it's going to be like a nine-speed uh, shifter, 10-speed shifter, 11-speed shifter, um, which have the same pull ratio, right? So back then, if you have like a nine-speed, you can't have... Uh, uh speed derailleur because it has a different pull ratio and release ratio. But so now they've they've made the spacing ratio the same. So basically everything is interchangeable. Um uh new ling light technology to make your you know every day to day bike, your commuting bike last you know uh, three times more durable. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah. So it's basically I think I personally think for bicycle shops, um I don't see any negative into this except that you can't really reuse or retrospect the old stuff to the new yeah, stuff or yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the only downside but other than that you know in terms for like uh, trying to stock what in the shop has become a lot easier I think yeah. this makes a lot of sense especially uh, uh, bike shops that are dealing with a lot of these uh, um, uh, mid-tier uh, components uh, mid-tier bikes you know your commuting bikes your recreational mountain bikes um yeah so i think there's 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 more pros than than cons um really but i haven't actually um know what the retail price is going to be though um unless anyone got an information i I saw some
0: news on the price and that it was it wasn't going to be a lot more expensive than what's out there currently if 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 anything it's going to be the same price and the fact that as you mentioned it's interchangeable 9 10 11 speed that's incredible. Going mm. forward, um, you know, if you have a nine-speed bike currently, and you can't seem to find a nine-speed chain set, you're you're bugged. Right. You need a whole new group set. Maybe yeah. move up, upgrade 100%. to ten set or something. ten-speed, sorry. Um, mm. So this is this is incredible. And I guess as a shop like like yours, um, as a manu- uh, sorry, uh, a store, you're mm-hmm. you're you're sorted. Um, you've got you only need to stock one set of of this effectively, and you can then uh, yeah. change. Uh, One thing I found super interesting, though, um, Shimano are not releasing this in rim brakes. Well, no news on it just yet. Anyway, um, this is only uh, hydraulic group sets. And it's only... Double chain as well, so all the triples, the old school triple lot, they're, they're probably. There's I a one imagine... by. Oh, buyer. that's right. That's what That's right. There is um, a one
1: by. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah. I found that the fact that rim, this is obviously the lower end of the market or leisure cyclists, and they have to hit certain price points. Uh, rim brakes, of course, is a lot more simpler and therefore a lot cheaper as well than hydraulic disc brakes. So I'm, I'm super, super curious as to why Shimano has done this. Um, probably they have bigger plans of stop releasing, or perhaps other brands have told them they won't be releasing rim brake, rim brake wheels, for Mm. example. So it's a case of right, there's there there won't be a market for rim brakes. Um, and obviously, this is like a nail in the coffin, another one, (laughs) unfortunately. But,
2: um, I mean, I think one of the nice things is, I mean, one of my biggest frustrations of like using. DI2 is um, like to go from 11 speed to 12 speed you just need to change everything but that doesn't make any sense for me from an electronics perspective because the shifter is a shifter is just going to press um, up and down um, so I think yeah. for me um, like
1: you know like that the TT shifters to go to software you don't have to change it all you got to do is update the firmware uh, okay. To, from 12 speed to 11 if you have 11 speed shifters right for your TT DI2 um, all you got to do is update the firmware and now it's 12 feet i'm like why well, can't you do the same for your standard you know uh drop bar shifters? it's essentially the same
2: <laughs> yeah ex- yeah exactly and then i think one of the nice things about the queues is like you said juneada G- 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 gives you that upgrade path which is quite easy yeah. um and i think it gives a lot of flexibility and being able to um swap parts and if you want to go out a normal more gravel type you can have a bigger cassette and stuff i mean mm. obviously on things like SRAM, um you can have like the setup where you've got like the mountain bike at the at the back and the road at the front um but um mm. but i just think this just gives us gives people a bit more flexibility i think the interesting thing is how it will how will it be presented so at the moment tiagra 105 so is quite easy that's kind of you get everything and yeah. um, with cues then there's so many there's so much configuration um, and I just don't understand how that's going to be presented yet yeah. obviously
0: shimano has promised that they will still supply Tiagra 105 all the rest of them for at least 7 years so there is that um mm-hmm. you can still get the components which is great so um yeah if you're still running those things you you'll be okay for for some time um yeah saw her you want to yeah. come in
4: yeah a couple of bits i think yeah, I think the move away from them not offering rim brakes, I think, is the general direction of travel, isn't it, yeah. generally speaking? Yeah. I don't know. I th- I've got a bit of a contrarian view in that I think for those of us who don't race, for example, or who aren't looking to eke mm. out the most like performance benefits, rim brakes are actually pretty good like in yeah, terms if you of don't their, live in
0: the mountains you're
4: okay yeah. right yeah i mean generally speaking it's not great that you have to replace a rim every however many years like i can i can absolutely see why replacing a rotor is makes a bit more sense for, for many reasons but they're really easy to maintain um and set up correctly even like cantilevers yeah. can work quite well generally speaking um but in terms of in terms of cues yeah i think It would have been good if they had maintained, I think the cable pull ratio has changed. So for the Tiagra and for their lower end group sets, I think it was like one to two. So if you move your shifter like um, one millimeter, the derailleur moves two. Ah, But here they've done a one to one, which is Mm -hmm. out of kilter with the existing like economy group sets or whatever so that's a bit annoying and i guess the only other thing i'd mention on that one is that i think on queues they're using 11 speed chains to also work with nine that's speed right. cassettes yeah. i think that's again right. that that's really good for like for for performance metrics and things but i think i would have slightly preferred like, one of the benefits of using say an eight speed is that eight speed chains are thicker and they're slightly a bit, you know, mm. you, they they can tolerate a bit more abuse. So having yeah a chunkier chain might have been better for like Joe Public who just use it for commuting, for example. But Zahir
0: saying that Shimano said one of the the biggest uh, benefits of this new cues is that it's meant to be super durable compared to mm. their old stuff. So yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe they've done something yeah. to it. Uh, perhaps not the chain per se, but the rest of the group set whereby it lasts a lot longer. It's more robust yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah, they mm. have
3: actually, Junaid, because. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I can see, there there is no drop bar option for the shifters on this. It's all, it's all. That's right. right? For now, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and there's no braking mechanism. As usual, I don't think you have a braking mechanism attached to these kind of shifters anyway, right? So I think you're free to choose disc brakes or rim brakes uh, as a separate, um, you Mm. know, whatever you prefer, right? And from what I can see, they're 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 targeting not just the touring city ty- style bikes but also e-bikes as well right that's right yes so so yes. according well so what i can see from some of the you know lineups um uh, because obviously they have like was it eight series eight thousand series six thousand four thousand yeah. about yeah. three four three four series right um according to some of their specs it's can show them if you sorry you series know. just triggered so sorry about that um so what's happened is uh, i think they've beefed up some of the cassettes as well so it seems like some of these builds that are going on e-bikes like say mountain e-bikes and things like that um it should be a bit more durable yeah because if you look at the profile of the teeth <laughs> on the cogs it's a lot thicker than than normal on, on, right. the, on the hyperglide that's uh, right the,
1: the, the link technology yeah yeah they, yeah they've done that comparison between hyperglide and link Glide, yeah they're, they're a little bit thicker yeah polar. apparently
3: it's three times more durable <clears throat> apparently according to internal shimano uh laboratory testing so mm. uh, i i think they've always... to
1: what dura 18 <laughs>
3: <laughs> could be yeah i mean i don't know if they've uh, i mean link glide three times what is that yeah i oh, mean marketing but yeah it's uh, i'm sure it'd be more durable than yeah the the race um equivalent yeah. i guess is hyperglide right so yeah. yeah i mean i think i think they've thought this through but overall for shimano it seems like uh, a good business decision um yeah. to simplify yeah, yeah. the lineup so there's less parts yeah. to, you know uh have to replace or you know ha- or have you know reduce the catalog of items that they have to supply you that's know? right let's face so... it
0: SRAM have given up on uh rival campy aren't really pushing their lower end stuff so shimano yeah. literally will have if they don't already they'll have the monopoly within a, a year or two so
3: yeah yeah this is I uh, mean, it's a, it makes a good business decision from my yeah, perspective yeah, yeah. Uh, and for customers it's a lot simpler as well because yes, yeah, when yeah. they have issues they can go to a bike shop and most likely they'll have stock of those replacement items well, if they or don't the know
0: how they're so a poor them. shop right <laughs> like, yeah yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> they got no no choice but to have it now so yeah exactly yeah. so yeah, shifting from one group set to another, then. Uh, new Strand Force release, uh, second generation. There wasn't um, a massive update, and I'm surprised they actually updated it in the first place. The fact that uh, it's not their top end stuff um, that will then give me. Uh well that tells me that they're probably doing SRAM Red next. They've just released Rival, of course. Uh, SRAM Force got an update. SRAM Red will be due an update, but uh, yes, new SRAM Force. What's the what's the big takeaways?
2: I just saw a sm- small handle and a bit of a shinier uh, <laughs> a gloss. Um, I was I don't know. I mean, I know that we chatted on this on the group, but yeah. I don't really see much. I mean, I've got SRAM Force um on my gravel bike. well, I've got the shifters and I genuinely thought okay, I mean, I know that the shifters are big, uh, but maybe in a gravel setting they're better. Um and I know that the Rival um shifters got a lot better um feedback than than the Red and Force, but it just seemed to be such a tiny upgrade the way they marketed it in my view as well is, is a bit overhyped about how everything's better, but actually what the chain rings are now one piece. So there's a big cost mm-hmm. to that when you change it. And again, for maybe a SRAM force, maybe at red, it's fine. Maybe at the force level, um, was it needed? The palm meter's is now baked in. so Again, you've got those challenges. So um, I think, I, d- I mean, I don't know whether they were compelled to try and, and bring something out after shimano brought their 12 speed but it seems to be quite a small yeah. update and um yeah i'm not sure if you had shram force already or 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 like rival whether you'd actually bother upgrading because i don't think you'd get a lot
3: it seems like a refinement right more than more than anything um yeah perspective and uh i think i think with regards to regards to the uh the new crankset upgrade i think the one piece I think originally, when the, when they brought the red out, the the axis red, they were they're quite confident that chain rings would be a lot more durable, right? So I think according to their uh, marketing department, or maybe you know, obviously they, they do these laboratory testing as well. But they said it, you know, it, a typical chain ring tends to last like fifty thousand kilometers, which is a, a huge number, right? If you think about it, that's that's more than the lifetime of a lot of our bikes, right? Yeah um so so in that respect you know a chain ring i mean it's not going to be as cheap as swapping out individual inner rings and outer rings right um but Mm -hmm. as a as a as a full product you know it's probably what 150 to 200 pounds for the uh, right axis which i mean for me it's not too bad considering you'll be changing it less frequently than let's say the cassette or the chain so maybe they've worked out that you know this is actually a better option. Maybe not just from uh, you know cost perspective to manufacture for them, but it could be for the customer because then they can just you know, as it's a lot more durable, more reliable. It could be something that you know needs replacing three times less frequently than uh, than you know separate pieces, and that's where they've got their reasoning from basically. So some of the coolest things
0: though is that yeah. they've kept the same price point, uh, whereas everything is going up. Yeah. Um, so it's probably Um, no, it is the same price as Shimano's 105 Ti2. So you've got SRAM second tier group set priced at the same price as Shimano's third tier group set, which, which tells me they're going to dominate that side of the market. Not, not the top, top end stuff, but, uh, just a step below it. Um, more people go for SRAM, um, which in the long term will, I guess, help them. Um, I also like the fact that their new, um, red derailleur has built in, suspension is it um you a know when you're
3: absorption that's it? it
0: that's it that's yeah. it so you're taking it on gravel mm-hmm. or rough roads it, you're not going to get chain like that was a really cool feature mm. i think um not many people are talking about that and they've actually cut some weight so obviously i'm a bit of a weight meanie um but i won't be jumping on mm-hmm. stram SRAM force anytime soon i'm still no, team no, rim heavy. break <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> oh, I, I got, <laughs> yeah it's still heavy, but yeah, it's it's touched lighter. Yeah.
4: Is that suspension yeah. separate or different to the like a cl- like a basic clutch mechanism? Yeah,
0: that's that it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Is, is it's it's it the
3: one the
1: that I was in the bike oh. Yeah, 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 it was. And
0: there oh. was something about the mech like taking a, a lot a lot wider uh, set of cassettes. You don't need the long cage and whatnot. It's just one one. Case, um, yeah, one like now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's that's really good, actually. So I guess a lot of the parts are yeah. cross compatible then as well now. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Mm. So it it has been a, a a bit of an update I guess. Uh, we can't we can't bash them too much I don't think but they've done a few revisions and then uh, I think they've just uh, jumped on the opportunity to market it as a new release and blah blah uh, probably mm. more marketing than anything but yeah.
3: Yeah, take a bit of the spotlight away from Shimano I guess. Right? That's right. That's right. Um but yeah, uh any other yeah, takeaways? Because, from like,
1: that? You use the Altegra, it, it kind of feels like you're still using a Dura-Ace. Like whereas if you use like a force, like the yeah. old force. Um uh like even when you like tuning in and stuff, the aesthetic, it really feels like the next year. Okay, like, it
0: interesting. Really feels
1: like, yeah, yeah, like from an aesthetic standpoint or even how how the, the derailleur shifts and the sound that it makes when it shifts compared to the, the red axis ah uh, you know you're second tier down right <laughs> it's Like it
3: might be that the internals are different whereas i, I remember shaman was saying you know uh, and a lot of the reviewers were saying uh, the internal parts like the motors the servos etc uh, yeah. those are identical to to the you know higher end models whereas it's just um you know uh, mm. with, with force it might be that the internals are also very different um so you are able to tell the differences yes. between shifts etc yeah
1: I think it's interesting
2: that, yeah, yeah, like like quite a lot of people have said that actually, why would you upgrade to a Dura Ace now? Because, well, it's 200 grams lighter. That's right. Um, but then, other than that, it's identical.
3: Yeah. It's just the weight and maybe the quality of the, well, the materials that they use. I don't know about durability wise, but it's probably just that, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I do find, though, from my experience in the workshop, tram stuff, the access soft feet has been a lot more durable, almost like two to three times more durable than shimano stuff Interesting. um the drivetrain yeah um they make durable drivetrain very durable um um if if you wear them out too quickly you probably have to look into your maintenance and what kind of thing they'll be using
3: actually um is that on that respect so you know how they say their crankset's more um durable have you had anyone come in yet to replace their crankset chains
1: i've got one yeah i've Just got one actually okay uh, yeah yeah is it the properly worn like uh, you know
3: shark teeth and everything or?
1: oh no it's just like it's not it's not like sharp tooth it's like you know how a worn teeth. you put a new chain they make this horrible grinding sound.
3: yeah oh my groang, 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 groang. yeah but it's not like is it like chain slippage or anything like that that would um
1: ah uh, no no um oh no i've had one i've had one with uh 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 someone worn out uh, uh an axis uh cassette um uh, so, a few things with the old force. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I- I've seen people worn out their Quark uh, red access chain ring. Um, I've seen someone worn out a uh, force um, access cassette. Um, but yeah, um, SRAM so, uh, is a little bit different to um, the access stuff for some reason, Is a little bit more different to Shimano stuff. The higher end stuff is more expensive, but more durable. The low end stuff cheaper, but not so durable. That's a little bit reverse to Shimano. um, you know the one or five stuff is kind of like you just you just yeah, you just um use it till the end of its life kind of thing. like you don't have to worry too much whereas the bureau stuff you have to keep on top of the maintenance. That's yeah, It's a little bit reverse on the trend side. like I see rival the access rival chains wear out a lot quicker than like Force or um or a uh, red uh top came um yeah this, this was some observations uh, on customers right interesting okay.
0: interesting and uh Great. we should probably pivot to the third group set or, or the third manufacturer of group sets rather uh campagnola they have r- recently released yeah they're going uh it looks like they're very close to going wireless um so they are wired uh, Shimano obviously semi wired and it's about Sram. Yeah, well, I thought that yeah. they were
2: so s- retiring from group sh- from shifting. Janed, <laughs> I thought that they were about to go in the museum. Yeah, um, from retiring the- from cycling
1: completely. <laughs> yeah, not exactly.
0: Yet. Not yet. They, they still
2: produce a uh,
1: museum. It used to be the greatest group that...
0: <laughs> it used to be, and uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to argue they are still, but they, they still have a. Uh, a place to play in the cycling world. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: True, actually, true.
0: And uh, yeah, they're going, uh, hopefully, going wireless very soon. They were the first to go 12 speed, by yeah. the way, of course. Um, and uh, they that still provide uh, very good group sets. They're the only ones with a th- nice, no, you know, Rota also has a 13 speed, <laughs> I believe. But ACAR uh, mm-hmm. Gravel Group set is the only one <laughs> by 13. That's probably the, f- mm-hmm. um, I think, if everyone goes 13 speed, there probably isn't much of a need to have two by um unless you're going up mountains and whatnot but yeah, yeah if you've got 13 speed and uh you can probably get up most about things the uh classified hubs as well yeah yeah oh yeah yeah they yeah. released new wheels as well uh recently no 1200 grams yeah well, 1, grams. The yeah, well <laughs> still part of the group set i guess but uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. one <laughs> of you are haters
4: did people really have that much issue with front derailleurs so as to, like, move towards one by, like, a front derailleur is that, comp- like, do they really give in that much? It just it's, seems to me as if, like, the trade-off between a big, heavy 13-speed cassette, plus the crazy chain angles that you're going to have to be, mm-hmm. like, your angles, plus the fact that a slightly <laughs> thinner, narrower chain, if there's more, like, because there's more probably going to wear out quicker as well. Right? A part of me thinks, like, hold on a minute are we at the territory where we've gone full circle and perhaps i don't know a front derailleur might not have been that bad like i don't i don't really get yeah. like even if well, you look at got... aesthetics like having a big pancake on the back like i get that for like a mountain bike or whatever but if you're looking at like traditional road like a classical looking mm-hmm. road bike or something like there's something quite charming about having a smaller cassette than a two-by right mm. um i don't know who knows I don't I mean, know when bit weird not so we've got
2: the, the power shift haven't we coming in and maybe that's a, another discussion for another <laughs> oh, day that? but I've not even heard of that so there's a power shift <laughs> hub at the back so basically oh, that yes. you don't need a front derailleur um so it's <laughs> one by fact, hold, on, yeah. hold on hold on hold on there okay one by okay <laughs> but in the but but in the in effect in the hub of the wheel You've got you've you've in effect got the ability to do what you do on the front derailleur. So I think there's a one to 0.7 drop. So in effect, you've got no front derailleur. Um, you've got something in the hub which in effect simulates a two by, and then you've got your normal cassette at the back.
3: I think it's so, gone full circle then in that case, right? Because you guys remember the Sturmey Archer hubs that had the whole internal. <laughs> that's right, Yeah. <laughs> gearing, like <laughs> three speed gearing inside the hub. That's
2: basically what it is, isn't it? Yeah. So power Shift's being driven quite hard. That they've got a lot of investment. Um, a lot of the wheel manufacturers are now coming up. So I think Hunt uh, recently so released a wheel set. Um, which has got a power shift. Um, in effect, hub body. So you still have to buy the hub and the gearing stuff separate. But in effect, you can put it in. Um, so you buy that separate. But yeah, that seems to be the big the big trend at the moment there's a few there's a few people have been trying them out they like them um but yeah that seems to be catching on and i think there's one pro rider who's riding with them as well oh
3: yeah i think it's victor campenarts isn't it i think he's yeah Yeah, yeah, it's always racist right
2: he ended up walking <laughs>
3: What? <didn't> he? <laughs> <laughs> did
0: he end up walking? Yeah. yeah. but I think that was oh, did due it, did to it fail? Uh, and No, what? Uh, it was more to the case that it was wet, and there's people in front of him, and they were walking. And I think it was just it was just funny that he was trying this, and uh, he ended up walking. But it wasn't due to that. But people jumped on it and whatnot. But yeah, yeah it's uh, it's very interesting that he's he's uh, he's all in. He's he's like this is this works, and uh, it's very interesting considering he's a top athlete, and he's it's something different. It's very rare. In the pro peloton, someone coming out of, you know, um, sponsor sponsored things and trying to something completely different. And this is. So mm. um, if it's working for him, then uh, it probably works for most of us. Um, but I'll probably pivot for a second. For gravel and especially cyclocross, one buy is the way to go because I did a cyclocross r- race a few months ago, and it is so full on. Um, you don't have the time or opportunity to change the front chainring um that there isn't that chance it's it's just too full on and it's just like you're just all out full gas um so in in cases like that and probably like Milan San Remo um there's Van Art as well he's obviously racing road he's obviously worked out what what cogs he's probably going to use he won't be using the extremes on uh especially on the rare um for races like that Oh, uh, obviously uh, Pari, Pari Twenty-eight, well. I think. Yeah, cost, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Ten twenty-eight. That's right. 52,
0: 1028 Paris-Roubaix yeah. last year or the year before was one on one by as well. Um, women's, women's, uh, the women's anyway. Uh, so there's definitely need, or not a need for it, but there's definitely opportunities to excel on using that. But yeah, uh, you're right, Zahir. Probably it's it's not something we need to get rid of all of a sudden. Um, the front derailleur anyway. Um I agree yeah i mean and, uh, i
3: guess i guess for them it's i mean I, you know i think we've done gravel before as well but the, the issue is that when you're trying to shift on the front sometimes your chain will fall off as well right? right. Yeah, off yeah. Terrain. Yeah. so so right. that, that and especially if you're racing that would be you know a difference between losing and winning right so so it's totally understandable for getting rid of it and just yeah. simplifying the shifting
2: I think it's yeah. almost like horses for because I think wasn't yeah, their team yeah, yeah. last year that rode on single speed only, and they completely well, basically was that didn't do very well. And yeah, it wasn't last year. It was a, a few years blamed, ago. Aqua blue. It,
0: yeah, 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 aqua
2: yeah. blue. That was it. Yes, but then they, but well, then they blame like the, the shifts between were That's right. were were too big. Yeah. Um, whereas at, so, like you said, um, fan went out is um, using it but he's using it almost in a very specific kind of that's race right. where yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. real hills or something and like I said was that like he knows his gear ratio and he's obviously a very strong rider that's right yeah.
0: Um, but yeah you're talking about Adam Blythe who was very vocal yeah. about going one yeah, by um, yeah. in the Tour de France and all the other mountain stages where he was like um, there was a 25 RPM difference between one gear and another and he goes it just did not work Ooh. Um and they were spinning out, going down. And yeah, he's, he's, he he was slating it. But that was back when it was only 11 speed. Now we got 12 uh, and obviously 13. But yeah, I guess, like, as you mentioned, horses for courses, different, different uh, courses require different things. And we should probably move on to our final segment of the podcast, which is finally the release of the Super 6. And we all guessed initially um, that the because obviously the headline was the new release of lab 71 and we all guess that it's just high mod Uh, but that's not the case of course they have the standard Mm -hmm. uh, super six carbon then they have the high mod and now the lab 71 is basically uh, the best of the best the highest form of carbon Um, they've changed out the bolts the internals and basically given us something that's even better than the high mod and um just a few facts really is uh, seventy seven hundred and seventy grams for the lab seventy-one frame, lighter lightest Evo ever. Um Taj, you are a big fan of the Dales and yeah. um you own one, I believe, the high mod of the previous gen. What what would make you buy this one?
3: Oh, I think um well, the thing is, th- this bike actually has a lot of refinements to it. So, even if you're buying not the not the Lab Seventy One or the High Mod, you're you're getting you're getting improvements all around, right? Um, I think in general, um, the Super Six has always been for for many years uh, the lightweight option, especially the rim bake variant, right? It's been used in uh, customized by many hill still climbers. still being used. Might I add? Yeah, still yeah. being used. Yeah, maybe I think. it's <clears> breaks, have one yeah. here, right? I think. Um, um but yeah it's it's always been like the go-to bike for weight weenies right yeah. um so i think now now that disc brakes is just the standard now it's now you know how do we how do we refine the bike even further um so i think the the super six gen three which is what i've got was like one of the first kind of changes from the existing mold of traditional bike frames right so you've now got the you know they moved to the drop seat t- stays um, they've aero profiled a lot of the tubes uh, integrated handlebars but now these have been now these have gone to the next level right so this is the way i see it this is like uh, towards the end of what bikes could be like right now right so they've now changed the the cockpit now it's now is it, is it designed by is it moto designs um so that yeah that,
1: yeah yeah
3: yeah so so that cockpit and uh, the handlebar stem is like one combo um, and it's been refined and been, and made a lot lighter than uh, than at least the Gen three. So that with well, the Gen three was a combination of aluminium and uh, carbon. This is now one single piece of uh, carbon, right? And uh, so yeah, this was this was uh, one of the one of the few one, one of the main things that people used to upgrade when these get got their Super Six uh, because they wanted a very lightweight handlebar and uh, a stem combo. And this is this is the best option that Cannondale uh, kind of could have made uh and also um on my bike uh on, on gender three there was always these um the way the hose is kind of connected through internally there was always uh, an issue with um, um blocking them as you turn so this is why they introduced uh, these stop blocks in 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 the steering uh, now they've changed that. They've actually got the the hoses going through the actual internal bearings of the headset, right? So that means you can now fully lock um, the steering. So now you don't have to worry about you know oversteering or you know you can even do track stands now properly. Um, so to get the lights, for example. So 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 those those are small refinements that do make a difference. Uh, and now I think even more. I don't know if this will be controversial, but they've moved away from their own BB30 standard, right? It's all now gear safe in bottom brackets, right? So this also means that uh, this might, you know, for, for people that don't know the, you know, the Cannondale spider in crankset, the hologram crankset, the the famous, infamous, no, I can't use it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they, they look amazing. Right. Uh, but those mm-hmm. are no longer will fit the new bike. So you, so this is, this is a yeah. very Shimano SRAM uh, group set bike now, uh, because the, because if you're going to use a uh, BSA threaded brackets, the only cranks that will work are Dub and, uh, and, and Shimano's. Yeah. The 24 mils. So, so that's a, that's a big change as well. I'd see. But in general, I think yeah, they've they've obviously you know the lab seventy one you know they wanna they wanna showcase the best of cycling right, best of materials, best of the R and D that they've done. Um, So this means that these are although it may not look too different, these are small improvements they've made to like the tube shapes and trying to make it slightly more aerodynamic uh, than before, even Mm -hmm. though the the room for improvement was very tiny anyway, right? so yeah these these are small refinements i'd say but i think these are many meaningful yeah i think even the tire clearance has been uh yeah widened that's right it went from 30 to 34. yeah, yeah exactly so i think they've really thought about where cycling has gone um and is going and i think this is like the the last bit of refinement they could do before any drastic changes to the, the UCI um limits change, yeah.
0: It's interesting though. They mm-hmm. they came out very bullish and they were like, it's twelve watts faster than the Amanda, current Amanda, and it's four watts faster than the tarmac. So that's mm-hmm. that's bold claims. Um and obviously we always take these with a pinch of salt, um, only because yep. we very often don't see the data and obviously data yeah. can be manipulated and whatnot. Um, but yeah, is it have you managed to get your hands on one?
1: uh no i haven't actually uh to be honest uh but i do want to say it's like they've done a lot of things even to how the 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 product launch presentation feels like an iphone launch have you seen the product launch for these yeah yeah yeah. i I
3: love the paint job on there on the top end model though it's like like the top end model is like 12 and a half grand right but you know that is literally the best of the best from cannondale for road bikes right so it
1: comes stock with the ceramic, if you buy it full buy, I think it comes stock with ceramic feet stuff like the SLT bearings, the uh, bottom uh, brackets. Yeah, so the whole works really.
0: You're in love with ceramic stuff, aren't you? Sir? What is you that? Sorry, You're in love with that stuff, aren't you? You can't stop posting about it.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Like, last, like after, <laughs> after I've seen it firsthand and the explanation from people at ceramic feet, like it makes sense okay uh, it makes sense uh yeah because before um, not I, long I, I ago like you were
0: yeah you were a bit mm, yeah, you were you were yeah you weren't you weren't too keen People but now i see learn. yeah
1: no it's good it's good um,
0: <laughs> and and you can share what you've learned as well uh, over time i'm sure yeah but yeah it,
1: it's insane like so when, when they came like, like short engines, like the ceramic speed balls like we clamped it on the bench vice and yeah. there was a ding on the bench vice, and the oh, ball was uh, still round. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's the thing. I think ceramic—the yeah. balls, and the ceramic balls—are supposed to be a lot harder, I it's think. It's insane.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Like we were yeah. literally trying to crush the balls on uh, the, the ceramic balls on the on the bench vise. Like we were really cranking the, the lever. Um, but yeah, it just end up there was like a small ding to the shape of the ceramic speed bearing. I was oh. like, I'm sold.
3: I think, um, I think I think um, uh, the bearing expert Hambini d- is dislikes ceramic speed because of the logic that the balls are harder than the the brace that it sits in. So as as you that's kind of right. so it, the brace wears out more than the balls, right? So it starts reducing yeah. the, the the yeah the efficiency. There's a
1: lot of truth in, uh, in that, but there's like uh, that's why like if you buy those uh, ceramic speed bottom bracket the the coated ones, they give you a lifetime warranty for it because because the coating is that they've hardened the uh, steel races by i think it's like 80 85 percent so they're not your normal steel races um uh if you use like a normal ceramic feet uh uh, ceramic balls into a standard um uh steel race then for sure um you the what's causing the the wearing out is the steel race but yeah so sharing because because like um um because they have experience in motorsports as well they're supplying bearings so at the moment they're working with uh uh amg uh, to make bearings for the engine mm-hmm. um yeah and then they have like a, a work for um factory as well supplying bearings for factories um but yeah so when they talk through this it's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah it made sense to me
0: yeah, yeah.
1: but anyway um Go, well, let's, let's go back yeah, to back to back to Canada <laughs> then. Uh, the pricing is interesting.
0: So previously, the high mod was the high end, top top end bike that was came in at eleven and a half thousand pound. Obviously, that's different for you. Is it um, ringgit? I'm not sure how much that comes to. But they've they, actually they, they more expensive, yeah uh, for less than one. no. But saying that, um, if you look at the top end now, high mod high mod model, it's now going to ten and a half grand whereas the lab seventy one mm-hmm. is now twelve and a half so depending which way you look at it it's either going down in price or higher in price um oh, which oh is, yeah,
1: actually.
0: yeah it's 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 interesting like normally we're used to just seeing massive premium added um but they've actually I guess you so like the high market,
1: now less than cheaper yeah
0: yeah yeah uh, about ten oh, yeah. percent cheaper yeah which yeah.
1: is I mean I mean, I think if you
3: think about it, I mean, unless you're like looking at the top of the echelon of, 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 of carbon materials or whatnot. I mean, if those things matter to you, then, you know, you could probably justify the two grand. But, you know, for mm-hmm. most people who are moving from high mod to high mod, that's it's probably a benefit to them. Right. In but Tad, if, you,
0: if you're spending 10 grand on a bike, you're going to want what's yeah. another two grand to you
3: yeah exactly i mean yeah exactly <laughs> the so, kind so, of people if, looking
0: at the 10 grand that'll be like yeah, me i'll be like one. you know what's
3: you know, i've already spent 10 grand let's go all in <laughs> just <laughs> another two grand let's go all <laughs> in exactly get the best of the best you know. but i think i think these are price points that some people do kind of you know uh, you know i don't know maybe it's because of cycle to work scheme uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's true it's true. Has limits, and, right? and uh, i guess um, i love okay
0: i imagine buying
3: it for work um
0: uh, and i'm sure we'll get some listeners uh chiming in saying you know this this isn't relevant to us so um just just the reason we're speaking <laughs> about it is because like with with all technology it trickles down eventually um and we need the rich people that to buy uh, and we need the rich people to buy these things which then allows the researchers and those guys who are pushing mm. the technology to then either make it cheaper or then uh work towards the next big thing which um we mm-hmm. as uh, not the rich people can't can't push for really but, but we can dream right? right so um yeah so it, it'll yeah, benefit but, us uh, eventually i'm sure um maybe not right away but
1: the technology definitely tricked down i think there was there was a saying like um i was watching uh here in the marginal game podcast and then just was saying if you give um uh i don't know Lemon the the current uh track emonda with 105 with the most basic setup. Uh, He will have a PR on on whatever climb he was doing back then, on whatever bike he was doing back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The so, the, yeah. the well, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um on that boys um let's wrap it up. Salam
2: Waalaikumsalam.
1: Sana wa